0: He's never seen me fight live. He, he, his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be, uh, I flew to Boston and I watched my dad fight in the UFC. and you are going to split your bonus with him if you get him? No, definitely, but he says he's going to scream. He's a sign of He's already there. Yeah. Paul's really nice like that, you know. He doesn't need the money. In fact, he
1: just jacked up him, walking on all. The chap's loud. My dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to do with. And have a great life for my my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my in my family, everyone uh, that's that's come up with me, that's my dream. Take
0: two of episode fourteen of the Severe podcast podcast. Um, Sean off to a slightly worse start than last week, but I don't think I'm going to release it. But just so you know, I have the f- the audio of you having to wake me up by talking down the microphone <laughs> and it coming into my headphones.
1: Do it, release it as a shot
0: because we um. We had a late one last week recording the podcast. We yeah. Woke up at uh, or went to bed at something stupid like four o'clock in the morning, and I fell asleep twice while we were recording it. Hopefully, uh, you noticed it in the in the finished version of me sounding like I was falling over my words while trying to discuss. There, i yawning again. Just. A lot better this week. You're a pl- lot better. It's just because I mentioned sleeping after yawning, and it's yeah. at a slightly earlier time of twelve o'clock at night than usual. Um since last week, Sean, I threatened to leave Severe MMA. Did you? Yeah, well Peter okay. Carroll footlocked me twice. Ah uh, well
1: if if there's one man gonna teach you with a bit of, of sense it's that man. Then in um Petey's gym of
0: Royal Grappling Academy at a seminar and uh he caught me I had his back, I was trying to bow and arrow choke him. And he moved my foot and ended up foot locking me as if I had crossed my own feet together. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And then the following day, we went out at Nogi and thought he was going, coming to pass my guard. Instead, he just grabbed my foot and I got foot locked. So, fair play to Pizzi until the next time when I will choke him out. Uh, he's now 2 0 in the severe MMA grappling battles. It's all about rolling
1: with Paul Redmond. Uh, the
0: thing is though, Petey's been toe by we've both been toe holded by Paul Redmond, actually. As a fact. Really? I've only been toe once by him though, I think, but he was also like two days out from one of the worst ways, uh, weight cuts of his life in Stockholm that time. So I don't think I can really boast about anything if I'm gonna do that. Um but speaking of grappling what about the grappling exhibition? The Floyd Mayweather put on Manny Pacquiao. Last
1: Saturday? <laughs> don't be one of those. Zim. Don't be one of Don't be one of those people, please. Uh, look, a lot of people got honey dicked into this fight. In fairness, it did happen. A lot of people bought into the hype. I, but the the hype was kind of created by the people themselves. I don't think like boxing writers or people in the know were building this up to be like a fight of the century like Hagler-Harns type of fight this was the fight of the century because it was the highest grossing it was the two best in the world from a few years ago Anyway, they're still there really they haven't been overtaken meeting each other and Lorenzo <laughs> Fertitta kind of summed it all up he said he paid for state and got salad he, like, and that's kind of what the feeling was but that's wrong, like, <laughs> it, like, people, if you put a, a hundred people in their room and you have a, a hundred plates of caviar in one side of the room and you have a hundred snack boxes in the other side of the room.
0: Snack boxes every day.
1: People are going to go for the snack boxes and what people got on Saturday night was caviar and what people uh, wanted, apparently, was snack boxes and they're not going to get that, you're not going to get it from a five Mayweather fight, Five Mayweather is a tactician Manny Pacquiao isn't what he used to be, and like it, I said it afterwards, it would have been better five years ago, and it definitely would, because Pacquiao would have been able to do a lot more than he did. But I thought oh, I still thought it was a really good fight. Like I, I made a, I made a point of it to put my phone away while it was on. Maybe I tweeted a couple of times, just my score up, but I didn't really read anything. And I was like, Jesus, this is. I really enjoyed the fight. I have to say, like was Mayweather was just so good and Pacquiao couldn't get near him. Like people were giving out that Pacquiao didn't throw enough punches and stuff. I think Pacquiao was trying to catch Mayweather coming the undisclosed in.
0: Undisclosed dislocated shoulder or yeah. whatever it was.
1: I, you know, people are always injured coming into fights, like I, I hate hearing those excuses after so he was injured, like but he said his shoulder was okay but he, he re injured it during the fight. But like Mayweather's Mayweather's defensive brilliance, and, like, it wasn't just his defensive brilliance, he was catching Pacquiao all the time, like, that right hand was a bullet into the face. But, like, I, I enjoyed the fight, but it's fair enough if you didn't enjoy the fight. A lot of people didn't enjoy it. Uh, they said they didn't get their money's worth or whatever. But the thing is, you know what you're getting yourself into. This is a Floyd Mayweather fight. This isn't Lucas Matisse fighting or Like, we were talking about it last week with uh, Demetrius Shanson. Like, if you're looking at Demetrius Shanson and you're expecting a war like Mark Hunt and uh, Bigfoot Silver you're probably not going to get it like you're not going to get these two guys throwing bombs in the pocket like what were people expecting and uh, like the biggest thing afterwards for me and it kind of annoyed me it forced me to go away from Twitter for a while I was like this is <laughs> you mean you mean free. for like 12 hours no
0: two days I was gone no no because you favourited one of my tweets later on that day I didn't it no, said
1: didn't. you did I didn't go on it for two days ok yeah, well then I- um, but anyway, <laughs> I'd love to know how MMA—it was MMA's success when they sold four point five million pay-per-views or whatever it is. Like, look, MMA fans get very jealous of boxing, and <laughs> it's—I'm not sure if it's jealous or envious or what it is—but they see this big boxing card and maybe the, it didn't have as like an exciting fight as people wanted it to be, and they go, "Oh my God, we're we're uh this is the UFC's game. The next time we are gonna watch a fight, it's gonna be the UFC. The UFC don't do this. That's mad. The UFC are fucking worse. They to eat dust as well with uh, John's Carmia, building enough to be the this big rivalry, and Jones beat the shit out of him. It. It was the same thing. Like that was their biggest, high, biggest hype fight of of the year. Like that wasn't the greatest fight either, really, was it? So
0: no, but no. something you said there. What were people expecting? Yeah. Right. So a friend of mine texted me the day after you watch that fight pure shit I said no I fell asleep I don't know why people are saying it's shit it's exactly like anyone of Floyd Mayweather's fights people must have been expecting a brawl like you'd see up in the square on a Saturday night exactly. so he replied saying well the two boys always KO whoever they fight so I'd say everyone was expecting that not Mayweather running around and I said Mayweather has knocked out two people since 2007 and Pacquiao has knocked out two people since 2008 so I think, unfortunately, people were tuning in, expecting. And then, do you know what annoyed me even more? That people were getting under, like, what annoyed me more than people being upset by the fight as a spectacle, which maybe this should be. Manny Pacquiao had a lot to gain in that fight. A fully fit Manny Pacquiao probably could have made the fight a little bit more exciting and made Floyd work harder for his victory. That's a fair statement to make. But for people that were expecting an all-out brawl, what annoyed me more was the people that were just like acting like they were getting erections over watching Floyd Mayweather's masterful performance and how you're not a true aficionado of the sweet science if you didn't think that was a great fight and why the fuck were you expecting a brawl? I think I just hate people, Sean.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of one of them latter bricks there that you talked about. I like my initial thinking right after it was. My God, he's just so brilliant. He's the best ever. That was my thinking, honestly, before I looked at anyone else's reaction. But like, as you said, there, uh, people tend to be negative these days. Like everything that happens. Like I came on this evening. I saw Messi scored like one of the best goals ever. That was ridiculous. Fernand the TV on his absolute arse. Yeah. Turn on the TV. Aminoufi giving out about Ronaldo. That's that's what happened. Like why can't they talk about Messi? Just like forget about that. Like it all of us happens. <laughs> but like there's a thing as well about about Mayweather like these defensive fighters or defensive teams they don't get the recognition that like attacking teams or like attacking fighters do um, usually like you saw the, like, the Jose Mourinho teams like the, the Inter Milan team a few years ago and his Chelsea team a, couple, a few years ago as well like they beat that brilliant attacking Barcelona team in the bi- some of the big matches like and, but they didn't get half as much recognition as that Barcelona team. That comes with the territory, like, it always happens. But Mayweather, like, he's a, he's a shitty person as well, like, and that's fair enough if you don't like him for that reason. But, like, I don't know. Why, why pay $100? Like, we everyone kind of knew what was going to happen, like, everyone knew what was going to happen, but this, this Stephen Doughton did it. But uh, in the UFC side, like, we spoke about it last week that the UFC can never put on a, as big a fight as that
0: ever, ever, never. ever.
1: And they can't; they're not going to draw like people are talking about. is going to draw fans to the UFC and all because it's more exciting. Like a lot of UFC fights aren't that exciting either. Like how many times have we see after GSP fought that like, "Oh, this guy's boring as shit. I'm never going to buy his pay per view again." Like that, loads of times. And GSP is uh, is very similar to Fly Mayweather in that you have to be like, as you say, uh, an official... Uh, at an aficionado of the sport to enjoy what they're actually doing. Like if someone just turn on Georges St. Pierre against Jake Shields or against um, Dan Hardy or something, they're just like bored as shit. And the same against Floyd Mayweather. So like, I suppose you can't complain about it too much. But if you if you pay a hundred dollars, you should do a bit of research and know what you're gonna get before you splash out all that money.
0: Well, is there any sort of talk or rumors about what the pay per view figure was?
1: I think I saw four point five today, but they think somewhere between four and four point five.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I did see someone project that if it was four million, or no, not four. No, the gate. Sorry, the gate was seventy five million. Yeah. And it took the UFC from UFC one fiber. Yeah.
1: Isn't the McGregor one going to be? The McGregor one is going to be seven million, I think, or some, seven yeah, or nine he's million.
0: coming in, I think, at thirty third. Yeah, and, and the MGM all-time gates.
1: It's like the third biggest ever UFC uh gate, I think as also. Well, that
0: might be something to talk about. How do you yeah. think like is Conor going to be the one to set the highest gate in the MGM for the UFC?
1: I think he already is, isn't he? I'm um, with this, yeah.
0: but how much higher can he get? you <sighs> I think he'll it's set the fun. highest gate regardless if they do crowbar. Yeah,
1: yeah definitely could um the thing about crop park George. is, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if they do go to a crop park, it'll be. It's hard to know how many people they'll put in there, like because okay, it's eighty-two thousand now, but you can take away fifteen of that for the hill because that's standing, so they obviously want people standing, but you can add in more for the field. But do they put the upper tiers in uh, if they have having a UFC fight there? Yeah, and uh, and do they do they probably have to be cheap. Yeah, and I think they'll keep it to one end of the field as well, if they do it, the, the daven in there. So they'll probably, you could be looking at 60, upwards of 70,000 maybe. So that probably will break the record for the for the biggest gate. So well, hopefully that can happen. But um, Yeah, I, I, but I think just on the boxing as well, I think boxing is kind of an underrated part of MMA. Because like we have no problem talking about like jiu jitsu now. Like we talked about jiu jitsu a couple of times in the podcast already. No, nobody complain. Like, or if you put up a jiu jitsu article on on a, um, a website, nobody care. But if you put up a boxing article, they go fucking mad. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're just people uh, it's because boxing is bigger. But the thing is, like, I don't think boxing is that big. Say for the fighters, as in, obviously it's a big part of the sport. But I, not many fighters come from boxing. It's like mostly jiu jitsu fighters are. Kickboxers and my Thai fighters is maybe uh, are ones like that started out with MMA, but I think a lot of the fans actually do come from boxing. Like even myself, like Ricky Hatton and uh, Floyd are Ma- um, Mike Tyson back in the day. Like they made me boxing fans. Like and especially Ricky Hatton, he's my favorite boxer ever. Like without him, I don't think I'd be as much into MMA as I am, and I think a lot of people would be the same. Like who who become fans of the sport and got into the sport later. So I think. Um, I think uh, people need to cool the jets a bit when giving out about boxes and
0: stuff yeah you have to appreciate to love everything that's a, it. that's my new that's my new motto in life speaking except, of which except baseball fuck baseball that shit uh, worst fucking sport in the world a shit hurling a shit hurling and they're yeah. all I'm, on steroids yeah allegedly
1: Command <laughs> man Graham is teaching you
0: well uh, yeah yeah I'm well I'm well uh, versed now in law I'm practically a law student <laughs> go on anyway what i are we was we going to try to uh, introduce since you said people don't give a shit about uh, us talking about jiu jitsu met yeah. or sex this weekend
1: I literally um, exactly I think friend of the podcast Will Martin asked a question about it we'll get it later on But I didn't even I, know
0: well no I did I didn't I even know it was on I, it like slipped my mind
1: uh, uh, I, Joe Lozan is fighting is it, I haven't looked it up Any, do you know who else is on it
0: um, ok off the top of my head Joe Lozan is fighting Dylan Danis from Marcelo Garcia, who got his black belt recently. Keenan Cornelius is fighting Janji Hibero in the gi. Chel Sonnen is fighting Babalu. Oh,
1: nice. Babalu,
0: did you see those t shirts he yeah. And that's all I can think of off the Josh top. Josh Barnett? Josh Barnett? Barnett uh, guess, is on it, I think. I have it up
1: here. Against Roberto Abreu. Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. Who else? Uh, uh, you said Dylan Danis against John and Ribeiro against Cornelius yep. Scott Racy against Roberto Satoshi. Satoshi Jeff Monson against RTM champion wait a second Whatever that Jeff
0: is. Monson is yes. actually getting out of his wheelchair yeah
1: he never showed up for that fight in Belfast he was a while ago
0: ah look how many people have taken John Ferguson for a ride and not shown up for fights so that's <laughs> I think it's, I think they just have a group and they decide to do it. Yeah, Take but they're
1: cards. not letting they're not letting anyone into this. They're letting no media in. It's just cameras, and it's gonna be broadcast on pay per view. So they're not no. letting fans in. No, no fans. I don't
0: know. That's weird. Like the problem I, think, I have with Metamoros, yeah and Jiu Jitsu fans will uh, agree. I hope to an extent is the Copa Podio is a very good event, a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu event in Brazil. And they announced their dates months and months and months in advance, and Metamorphos always put them on on the same date. And it's bad for the exposure of Jiu Jitsu, where you could have a guy like Luke Thomas who would probably live blog both of them if they weren't on at the same time. Yep. Some guys have exclusive contracts with Copa Podio, but they're getting good enough money for them because they're champions. And then on the opposite side of that, Metamorphos are getting stick for looking to do. Uh, exclusive contracts but it's bad bad sort of money that they're offering or bad terms and I suppose if you're someone like Gary Tonin who's one of the most exciting no-gi grapplers in the world today why do you want to be tied down to a Metamorist contract especially when Halleck Gracie is going out making stupid comments like women's BJJ matches aren't entertaining or he's doing a show here with no fans
1: yeah I think from my point of view it's obviously not a not a jujitsu aficionate or something. I think Metamoris. the most interesting thing about it is that it makes a talking point. Like, with Shailes Sonnen, obviously, you we can't fight MMA, it's great to see oh, talk about who we need fighting fight in or Josh Barnett or like, oh, we want to see Ron Rousey against McKinsey Darren or something like that. It's a great talking point. but like that last show was pretty good. There was a lot of ones like I'd be talking about, but I didn't watch it and like I didn't bother going back to watch it either afterwards. I don't know how many people are actually watching it. Like, obviously, Jiu-Jitsu fans like yourself and people who train would love this stuff like, and watch it. But I don't know how many MMA fans are actually watching it. They're probably like, ah, look, if there's a, if there's a, a submission, we'll catch the gif of it or something. Like, who wants to sit down and watch a 25 minutes grapple fest? Like, I think grappling fans are the only ones that really like that. So, but,
0: I agree, but I absolutely can't wait for Joe Lozon and Dylan Danis. That's going to be the best match on the card. I've never even heard of the Nilanis together. I wouldn't expect you to. to yeah. and I'm not saying that in a. Prick. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying <laughs> it in that sort of way. No. Nah. For a, b- I mean? a, a brief background, Sean, he was a part of Marcelo Garcia's Brown Belt competitive dream team. Marcelo had pretty much the best competition Brown Belt team for the last two years, they were winning everything. There was some tournaments where from light feather straight through the heavy it was all Marcelo Garcia gold medals. So light feather, feather, lightweight, middleweight, medium heavy and heavy. Six gold medals one after the other. So uh, I presume
1: he's going to massacre Joe so I think. For what? Is he going to massacre Joe on. I don't know to be
0: honest. Joe on is a purple belt isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I think he is. I think he's a no, 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 sorry. No, yeah, Joe Lozon's only a purple belt, because I'm thinking back to when he fought uh, Nick the Tooth in a grappling exhibition. Oh, yeah. Remember, when he was a purple belt then. I assume he's progressed since then. Um, it should be a pretty exciting match. Joe Lozon, grappling-wise, always very good to watch in the UFC. His, the grappling dynamic will change, though, when strikes aren't allowed, and I think that has always helped Lozon, that he was able to kind of punch people into given up positions that he could try to submit the other guy
1: as a Jiu Jitsu man though what would you want Mellamoris or any of the Jiu Jiu Jitsu federations to do like to bring it to the next level to like make it fan friendly and all that there's already
0: an organisation out there and Eddie Bravo is running it and it's called the Eddie Bravo Invitational Uh, Darryl O'Connell competed in the last one the rule set is so exciting it's submission only five minute five or six minutes no gi um if it's no submission after that time, it's done like a penalty shootout, so you start on the person's back, and if they escape, they get to go on your back. If you submit them, they still get to go on your back and so let's say i submitted oh. I submit someone, yeah. then he goes on my back and I escape that's me through to the next round oh I like that if you that's continuously good. submit the each other like maybe four or five times you just keep yeah. going until one person yeah. submits and one person gets out i, like I that. think that's a very cool format and it's all and um, i think the fact that eddie bravo matt like if anyone that watched the last one there was a lot of quick submissions Um, because he's putting some of his 10th planet guys in there that are more versed in a no Geese style and maybe you might have a Purple belt matched up against a black belt, and it makes for really quick, exciting finishes in the first, first round of say sixteen, and then it breaks down and breaks down, and then you've got great guys like Josh Hinger, uh, going far in it, and Gary Tonin, obviously ult- ultimately winning it.
1: And imagine yeah. that there'd be a lot of, say, if five minutes finishes up like if you have two high level black belts, someone gets the back, and then they're just like right out in the back, he, like he can't get the submission, and the guy. With he's back taken, can't get him off, he's back, and it just stays there for like 20 minutes. Did a lot of that happen? Yeah,
0: that but it, it's not able to because there's a ti- it's
1: submission only and there's a time limit. But after the time limit, is there still a five-minute or is there a five-minute um, time limit after that or not?
0: To be honest, what? there was no massive... I think Daryl Connell had the longest sudden death, um, and that was... He submitted the guy twice. The guy no 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 sorry Dara both of them got caught then Dara submitted the guy ex-WEC fighter can't think of his name right now he competed in the last Eddie Bravo Invitational that's oh, going to annoy me so much and then but yeah it doesn't matter Dara was on his back for quite a while and ev- or oh, he was on Dara's back for quite a while and Dara eventually got out yeah. and then Dara submitted him really quickly once he got the back some people are just very good finishers from the back
1: yeah. And I suppose it's it's all good anyway. At least if some people uh boy, the you I suppose it's good for jujitsu anyway. And talking about it. Are yeah.
0: Shit. at the same time and how they're promoting themselves and trying to evolve the sport of jujitsu. what did you do there? Did you just hit your microphone? Were you angry? No, I didn't oh, I didn't do anything. Kinda shook a little bit. It was weird. Oh, I was cleaning some off my screen, maybe that was it. Ah. There yeah, well that's the same noise as <laughs> happened two seconds ago. <laughs> Um, Moving Um, on from grappling related discussions Oh actually before we get off Grappling related discussions If you are at a loose end This Sunday The Irish Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Open Is on in Tala in the National Basketball Arena I will be competing The Blue Belt Featherweight Division um, Really really looking forward to it There's over 500 competitors registered Would you believe that shows how big the sport of jiu-jitsu has grown in Ireland in the last while travel packages are up for the winners of the absolute divisions unfortunately as an under 70 kilo fighter not fancying my chances too much in the absolute division although if I oh this tiredness Sean if I medal I will be entering the absolute regardless uh, what's your ultimatum for me this week Sean any predictions will I give you a prediction hopefully no one that me. I compete against uh, is in my is listening to this podcast
1: Okay Go on,
0: on. There's going to be A bow and arrow choke I don't know what a bow and arrow choke is I actually am so What is it? You don't know, it know what a bow and arrow choke is? Okay no. Im- Visualise me On someone's back And we're yeah. wearing a gi My left hand <laughs> I'm glad you had an the gi You laugh, g- g- laugh g- every day Every time <laughs> when I say the word gi Don't you? Yeah I do yeah. Go on Imagine my left hand Comes over his Left shoulder Yeah my right hand opens his lapel. My left hand goes inside it. So it's like my the little gap between your thumb and your index finger is going yeah. against it and I grab I shift my hips out to the side off his back. Use my right hand to grab the bottom of his trouser leg and I kind of fall backwards while throwing my left leg onto his shoulder. So, so it's like it's like a cutter with my my since my left hand has been fed across his throat inside the lapel, it's cutting across his throat. Okay, Peter, Caron, I'll, I'll, uh, you're I couldn't have. You uh, like an Ezekiel joke? No, and Ezekiel is cool as fuck though Ezekiel, yeah, there, I there, I'm not gonna lie. There could be an Ezekiel hit this weekend
1: as well. So if uh, that that'll be enough for me. That, that's my favorite jujitsu choke. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, do that for me. Anyway, go on. Get back to the, the Irish Open. Is there any MMA fighters that we should not or are competing in them? Um. I don't know.
0: Connor Dillon might be competing in it. I beat Connor Dillon a few weeks ago actually, did you know that? I
1: didn't know that
0: no. Do you wanna know how I beat him? How oh, hour I used a cartwheel to pass his guard. Oh I thought
1: that. That was class actually. That yeah, was really good. And I got
0: the points for that. Sweet. But uh no, he um I'm not too sure to be honest. I'll I'll keep you updated on the MMA fighter watch. Let us know
1: we get on anyway. Uh, uh speaking of MMA fighters, last week you were at UXC. Was I? Dude, oh yeah. You weren't, yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. On it go. Tell us. Um,
0: uh, a different experience for me. I was corner I was cornering Martin Zembella. So oh yeah. I How missed that? the first couple of fights. Um.
1: From Last what? You weren't very good at cornering.
0: Uh, thank you, Sean. <laughs> that was very nice of you. Um, All right. I have to say being at an event from the other side it kind of made me realise no disrespect to UXC but it was fairly badly organised in the facilities for the fighters and um, those people just walking across the mats in shoes and stuff like that and I had to then roll on those mats to warm marching up and it was absolutely disgusting um, I wasn't a fan of it at all however some a couple of very entertaining well-matched amateur fights that is always a positive positive. Um, one guy in particular if you're gonna head on over to severe uh, youtube.com forward slash severe art it's our youtube channel and um, i interviewed a young man called dylan douglas i think his name was yeah Um, i don't know what to make of him he looks like pat barry in his body sense in the sense that let's be honest He's small and chubby And should be fighting a weight division below Than what he is at And he kind of reminds me of Pat Barry In the way that he fights Throwing ridiculously good kicks Like You know the way whenever you watch Pat Barry throw a head kick You look yeah. at him as a physical specimen And thought How is he able to do that Yeah. This is similar to uh, Dylan Now Dylan also openly um, Has suffered with depression And self harmony in particular Has saved his life He spoke very openly about it, about how Rodney Moore was one of the first to cop on and pull him aside and ask him about it and get him help for it. So that was pretty much the feel-good story of the weekend. Also, he does something hilarious after every fight, and I don't know why Graham didn't put it in the post-fight interview. He gets sick into his bucket.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that and I watched the interview actually, yeah. It's, just the en- a kind of thing. yeah.
0: it's just the nervous energy or something release. And he yeah. says no matter what happens, whether he wins or loses, he can't help it. He just vomits everywhere. Error. Perfect. Error. What a man. And then the main event, Tommy McCaffrey versus Henry Violet. Or Vi- Teddy Violet. Violet. Sorry, Teddy Violet. Um, <laughs> that well. was hard to watch. Yeah. I was accused of being on yokes, would you believe? Were oh, you? Yeah? I was I was sitting Were you on yokes? No, I wasn't. Any oh. yokes? Uh, no, I was sitting cage side watching the fight and I had one of those I either need to disconnect myself from MMA for a while slash I hate MMA so much because seeing Tommy McCarthy, um, no matter how much of an arsehole he is, I'd still consider him a friend of mine and he is affiliated to my gym it was pretty hard watching him get knocked out in the manner that it, you, you see the video
1: yeah I do like yeah, that.
0: it was pretty hard to stomach and especially to watch so close and so nearby and it just made me wonder and I don't want to sound too out of line for saying this but I would love to like from what I know that show wasn't safe MMA accredited so I want to like I know for a fact that his coaches took him to the hospital themselves and um, i also saw one of the medics that was hired try to paper cut someone uh, paper stitch someone afterwards joe clifford who's the cut man and one of the uh, boxing coaches over at team rhino he uh, saw the guy doing such a bad job walked over shaking his head moved him out of the way and did it himself so when you see bad things happen like that at these shows, the utmost care needs to be taken of the fighters Tommy suffered a concussion, he was very badly concussed um, he was repeating himself backstage and asking how the fight went and I was just sitting there thinking this guy should already be on the way to the hospital because the event should have the proper fucking safety stuff in order and uh,
1: was there an ambulance on? There, there? was an ambulance mm-hmm. there,
0: but I don't know why he didn't go away in it. I don't know what didn't happen. I know that Tommy had to hear Will we do this for a half? Will we, Sean? Get... Hello? Andrew? Wow, what's the crack? What's the crack? Uh, you're live on the podcast. Oh, okay, I'll bring you back later. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're on it, like. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> just hang up. Thank you, Graham. <laughs> Till <typical. laughs> Um, uh, anyway, so sorry, medical. Um, yeah. Medically, I wasn't too happy with that. And I hope that we'll start to see. I don't know. It, it was a sickening knockout. And maybe I'm out of line for saying this. But in Tommy's last fight with Dean Riley, he was dropped. And it put him on one knee. And he was able to recover and I mentioned it to Tommy in the post fight interview and he said something like I don't remember that and that struck an alarm bell with me instantly that he didn't remember getting put on one knee or dropped and he's had a very successful kickboxing career full contact kickboxing career has fought for a long 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 time and you're just wondering maybe is he a little bit chinny or something like that or what is the sort of damage that he's taken throughout his career because we were in an earlier era and we didn't know as much about it and I've passed on the details of um, that guy from Bowman, Dan Healy t- onto Tommy and his coaches and hopefully he'll get in touch with them because it doesn't seem like the show, UXC or anything like that, had the proper stuff in place to make sure that if someone was concussed, that they were treated for in a safe uh, environment afterwards
1: yeah, like we saw this week, um, Veronica or I think her name, retired from. She's only one on one. She got she got five that questions. Was, yeah, I read that as well. That was yeah. just,
0: that turned my fucking stomach reading that. Like, like,
1: that is, like, that is a part of the game, and like, I think guys like T.J. Grant and Tom Tommy might be that. He might be a different. Um, case. We we don't really know I suppose. And then Joe Rogan
0: <coughs> uh, saying that maybe John Jones is brain damaged.
1: Yeah. Um I think that was kind of a a chill on and um I think that conspiracy was conspiracy theory that he picked up on more than anything
0: else. Yeah, no, it was but, Joe Rogan on a stream of consciousness on his podcast turned yeah. into article.
1: Yeah but the, like as you said there about the safe MMA and stuff like watching MMA is predicated on being safe. Like it's predicated on the doctors being there beforehand and afterwards and it being safe, like I've no interest in seeing two people fighting out, like where it's not under safe rules, where it's not under, um, where like it's not overseen by, um, a, a medical team and uh, like um, a, an an IMA fe- or an MMA federation, or whatever you want to say, like, no, if there's any if MMA fights need to, if MMA fights are happening, they have to happen under the correct rules, like, and I think. Fair play to the likes of John Kavanaugh and Andy Ryan and stuff like that. Getting this MMA federation together, like hopefully that will in anything like you, you said that happened on Saturday night, and uh, every show will be uh will be overseen correctly in the future.
0: Time will tell. I can mm-hmm. guarantee that Battle Zone will be run to the best and um, best available safety standards in Ireland, and yeah. whether that's due to Andy's. Former links with Cage Barriers and Safe MMA And the IMMAF And the um, IAPA The Pancreation Association As well as having Joe Clifford in his gym I'd have no worries about that It's the smaller yeah. shows West Coast Fighting Championships Or whatever that's happening in a couple of weeks time That's They're the shows like that you kind of hope That they're doing what they need to be doing In order for fighter safety to be the number yeah. one prerogative
1: yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh of fighters and, and stuff getting on for them this new Reebok deal was announced today. Well, the the compens the compensation for it anyway. What were your first initial thoughts after seeing the numbers? Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen numbers, I I'll, I'll have them here in front of me. Read
0: the match.
1: Yeah, one to five. If you're a fighter, one to five bouts in, you get two thousand five hundred dollars for each fight. Six to ten bouts, five thousand dollars. Eleven to fifteen bouts, ten thousand dollars. 16 to 20 votes, $15,000. 21 votes and above, $20,000. If you're a title challenger, $30,000. And a champion,
0: $40,000. So Did you see all of the Reebok-based math that was already done this year?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. And I saw a lot of it today that was kind of half-arsed Reebok math that didn't take everything into account. Um, there seems is no way that equates to 12 million no. a year. No, definitely not. But what people are leaving out is the money the champions are getting, and the people who are like champions have an outside deal as well as this forty yeah, grand. The only size. way
0: that twen, but, that that could be twelve million is if it's included in the special endorsement deals that the Reebok signed fighters are getting as well.
1: Yeah, and that that's probably what it's like. You have the likes of Conor McGregor and Paige Evans and stuff have deals. and then you have the fightwear as well which is being provided which like if you add it all up it probably doesn't add up to I don't know maybe a couple of hundred thousand or whatever if even that but it's still that's added in as well but um, the thing about this is the deal like at the start everyone thought okay this deal is going to they might get a little bit less money but at least they won't have to scrounge around looking for sponsors and uh, like it'll take away a lot of the hassle from it but what has actually happened is they're getting such a measly amount of money like less than what they were getting before according to a lot of people a lot of the fighters who have come out and said it because like we don't really know because it's different for everyone but it's causing even more hassle now because guys are going to need to go out there and get sponsors who pay them money but won't be able to get their logo on their shorts or on their t-shirts during either the fights or like filming on fight week, or filming for uh, a fight pass special, or for the countdown show, or anything like that. So like managers, now fighters are going to work have to work even harder if they want to get a, if they want to get the likes of D-Tron or whatever to sponsor them for like outside of the fight week, and, and that sort of thing. So, what do you think about it? Do you think it's fair? Or do you think it's just total bullshit or what? Um.
0: Yeah, I would not be happy. To be honest, a lot of fighters aren't. I think we're going to see a massive change in the cultural landscape of mixed martial arts in the next 6 to 12 months. Guys like Miles Jerry that posted all his Reebok gear in the bin is on 16 to 5 and 16 to win, isn't he? I think that's what I saw.
1: Yeah.
0: He could double that in Bellator and not have a sponsor tax, not be restricted. Um, Brent Brookhouse was tweeting today that he got a, was talking to a lot of fighters Brendan Schwab made six figures in his last six fights from sponsorships alone.
1: He's kind of an outlier though, Chavez, because like, he's a huge podcast going to like millions of people. and
0: yeah, He's friends with he, Tim he, Tebow. He didn't have that six fights ago and he was still getting yeah, that money. I suppose,
1: but the, the There's picture a lot of, in that time as well.
0: There was another one of a fighter that fought three times last year and made $180,000 in sponsorship This year for the same amount of work, he would be slated to make fifteen grand. Yeah. That's not fair, that's not right. Um maybe I'm just saying this in the point of view that maybe the UFC are giving the money under the table, backhanders, whatever, you know, there are undisclosed bonuses that go out through the UFC. Maybe they're doing that. Otherwise, you're gonna have a lot of fighters running down their contracts, trying to get released, going to Bellator. Scott, this is perfect for Scott Coker. We could actually maybe the UFC are doing it so the competition lawsuit gets f- thrown out on his ass. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're trying to make Bellator better, but there's all of these rumors floating around Twitter that Zuffa are looking to sell and stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't even like getting involved or or reading all of that stuff because at the end of the day, rumors are rumors. Yeah. But I am. I would not be happy at all with the uh, with the Reebok deal. Like, uh, I saw front row Brian say, eh? he has suits that are worth more than two and a half grand. <laughs> the,
1: you know the what thing I mean? about? Yeah, the, and I, I, the, I understand
0: where you're coming from because, fucking. Who am I thinking of? The guy that Paddy Hullihan beat in Dublin.
1: Uh, it's Josh Sample.
0: Okay, no, the guy that Paddy Hullihan beat in Boston. Uh, the redneck. Mm. Ian? No, not Ian. Oh, I can hear you typing, so I don't feel bad about uh, going onto the internet and I have to look for. it. <laughs> is it Shane Howell?
1: Shane Howell, yeah.
0: Shane Howell. There is no way he. Well, I'm just guessing that he's getting more than two and a half thousand.
1: Mm, you, I think you could be surprised. So oh, maybe yeah.
0: it maybe it helps out the lower, lower, lower tier guys.
1: I'm not sure. But I'm not sure. There's at the no.
0: There's no other way. And also, I saw Ben Askren coming up with a possibility. This is just the UFC the UFC have always, always hated managers and have said so from the start. Yeah. Fighters don't particularly know how to negotiate too well. This is gonna make a lot of fighters think if they need a manager.
1: Yeah, they don't. Like this I said that the time when it was um when it came out first. This like eradicates the need for a manager. Although like it in one way it does, if you are not gonna be able to get outside uh sponsorship. But if you're going to look for outside friendship, and if it's possible to get it, now is when exactly when you do need a manager. Now is when a manager needs to, to do their work. But this is when you're going to find out if your manager is worth the money or not. And uh, like there was um, there was a word going around today too that uh, like a lot of managers charge between twenty percent, between ten and twenty percent, and they're going to look to take like twenty percent of the two thousand five hundred or off the five grand. Like, you're making less and less money all the time We would announced that uh, it was changing from the rankings to the to the fight space, and we were like, Michael Bisping is going to be delighted with, with this and all, but, like, Michael Bisping is only going to get 20 grand to fight now on sponsorship. Nah, like, Michael Bisping. Know, <laughs> 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 he would have been getting a lot more than that prior to this, but, yeah, I'd say uh, this isn't the last we've heard of this anyway, we'll, uh, we'll be hearing a lot more about it as it goes, but, um, this weekend, the UFC has a card as well. How pumped are you for it? UFC Adelaide, I believe it is. Woo! So now who's fighting the Hunt
0: and Myočić.
1: Yeah, nobody else. Just him. Yeah. One, one card fight. That's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Who are you picking in the... Hunt. <laughs> I'm picking um, Myočić. Are you, why? Yeah. I think Myočić will Regale. avoid the power early. I think Myočić will avoid the power early. Like, he's really good at... Like... Uh, when he fought Mark Hunt. I know Mark, or not Mark Hunt. Um, Ryan Nelson. He did a great job avoiding that power area and outpacing him. I know Mark Hunt is a lot better than Ryan Nelson as at setting up shots and at maybe staying in the fight. staying in fights for longer than Ryan. Ryan Nelson tires very early and then he kind of just coasts away. But I think Mayotich. Uh, what he's best at is being faster than fighters and avoiding the power. And if you can be faster than Mark Hunt, and if you can avoid his power, I think you'll probably win the fight. Like, Myotrich is very good at cutting angles, getting in, maybe landing a two- or three-punch combination, getting out again. He's some good takedowns, but Mark Hunt, very hard to take down recently. Um, I, could, like, I could definitely see Mark Hunt landing a big shot on him and knocking him out, but uh, I think Myotrich is a pretty good chain. I know Stefan Struve knocked him out and all, but uh, he it held up fairly well against Junior Santos in his last fight, and I think he'll win the five-round decision. Oh, do you see Hunt winning
0: this First round knockout? I hope so. But yeah. there is something within me that wants to see Mark Hunt fight Mirko Krokop. Oh no. I don't
1: know. Why do you hate Krokop like
0: that? Loser gets their concussion bills paid for by the winner.
1: <laughs> I was going to
0: say something like worse there, but I yes. I have this new filter. That uh, <laughs> stops me from saying things that okay. I shouldn't say.
1: <laughs> that comes with age, don't Yeah, uh,
0: so th- leave it at that. Uh, who else is fighting, Sean? Regale me.
1: Um, Brad Tavares against Robert Whittaker. We we'll do our picks so, as we go on. Then we move on to the questions. Brad Tavares, Robert Whittaker. Sean, begin I'm on?
0: not. I'm not going to lie to you here, right? Yeah. Um, don't know. But, yeah. No, like I, I know both of the names. But I interview Irish MMA fighters, and I only care about Conor McGregor, allegedly, so... (laughs) I'm the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. I love my... uh... It it annoys me so much. Like, that was a joke, by the way, okay? Yeah, okay. I just find it very, very hard. And maybe this is coming from a complete snob elitist point of view. Do you not find it
1: really fucking difficult to keep up with the UFC these days? It's impossible. It really is impossible. Like... I do my picks for every card, and like I, it's just so annoying. Like you. And admittedly, yeah. I have
0: started watching a lot more Fight Pass since the Xbox One come out app came out, because I, with a passion, hate sitting at a laptop or a computer to watch something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I am making my way back. I am trying to watch a lot more. I am trying to do a lot more. And when it comes to these big events, Daniel, oh, like the big events that we've had before that's when stuff like that will start to kick in, and I do the research, but yeah. I'll admit it, stuff like this is very hard to be interested in, especially if it's coming, it's being thrown at you every couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, like there's a fight, Vic Grujic against Brendan O'Reilly, like I couldn't pick the two of those out if, if, like, if they are standing in front of me, really, like. I don't know. Dan Kelly against Sam Alvey. Okay, we know Sam Alvey from from Tough. Like it was Joe Van Webb, no idea. Dan Hooker, no. Bin Ingoyen, no idea. <laughs> but like mo- most of this but it's kind of worked it in for you, you get a guy like Jake Matthews, who's like a really good prospect, and he's fighting James Vick, who's like a good journeyman fighter as well. That should be a pretty good fight. And you get the hippo, Anthony Perosh as well as fighting this weekend against Sean O'Connell, another kind of one of those couldn't really pick him out if he was under front of you kind of guys. But this isn't a good card. It's a one fight card really and it's yeah, it, it's pretty annoying that like this is kinda of one of those cards you'd skip and watch the main event the next day and it's only eight to the main card is four forty five, I think. So um yeah, might be better on
0: Exclusively to skip. on
1: Fight Pass, not on BT's Small at all. Yeah, which I, I like I like watching on my laptop, i rather watch it there. But Okay, we'll get, we get on to a couple of the questions. So um, I have just definitely ruined
0: any sort of <coughs> credibility I ever will have for myself by saying all of that.
1: No, you're dead right. I'm like, a straight shooter. Who wants to watch those fights? Like Nobody. Who who wants In to care about that? Shit.
0: I can tell you exactly how Valdrum Lubishtani beat Franz Milano. Oh, I like him. He's good. I was, I was at that fight. You were at that fight. Okay, then. Yeah. Let me get more obscure. <laughs> I can tell you exactly what Deky McAleenan's last walkout song was against Reese McKee.
1: And see there's people like Medium that don't give a shit about that.
0: Uh, sorry it wasn't even Reese McKee fought last Stephen, <laughs> Mo- Stephen Moore. And Fair then James Gallagher copied the same walkout song. Oh yeah, I wanted to bring up James Gallagher. What you? Say? Is there a danger
1: of James Gallagher?
0: Like There's a danger yeah. of James Gallagher getting his head smacked in by me if he keeps imitating my accent one more time. But like I have the James Gallagher accent down to a T. I'll break it out for you if you want to. Do it, do it. Go on. He must have Googled me or something. <laughs> That's good. That's actually good. That's all I can do. I like My accent falls to shit apart from he must have Googled me or something.
1: Here's my thing about James Gallagher.
0: And I'm sorry, before you get on, go I'll on. admit he actually does impersonate my voice rather well. Yeah. And it's very annoying.
1: When I woke up on... What night was the fight on Saturday night, Saturday morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. Sunday morning. I got a text from one of my friends, right, with a picture of James Gallagher, and underneath it was, "Who's the Conor McGregor impersonator?" Right? Because th- oh. did you see the, that picture of him that was going around? We like. Oh my god! McGregor. I know exactly and, what you're gonna
0: say. No, yeah. not even that. There was a picture, regardless of the stance. I just looked at it and I laughed so much, and I thought, you know, like. James is very very talented and I think he is going to have a very good career in mixed martial arts and do you know who are we to say oh he's trying to be Conor McGregor and stuff like that because two years ago James was stuck in school doing what he hated and I have the utmost respect for him and his parents and his family for allowing him to support him and follow his dreams and stuff like that two years later and he's heading off to Vegas as part of Conor McGregor's camp to fight for a UFC title. And I that's think it's, it's, tra- it's one
1: of the trappings of youth as well. Like you, like if you've such a big role model, like that you've trained with for the last few years in your camp and stuff like that, I and mean, you what is he nineteen or eighteen, nineteen? Of course, you're going to gravitate and be a bit like him. But
0: yeah,
1: before he's going to his own eventually. Definitely, he definitely before I forget own.
0: the thing that reminded me of Dave Fogarty took a picture of him, and it's on the Severe Facebook page. And he's looking directly at the lens and he's doing he's pulling almost an identical face That's to the, the one, one yeah. that Connor pulled and um, that Connor pulls, I should say, right before Biggie kicks in to his walkout music the yes. one when Connor's eyes expand and smile a little bit and James did the same thing and I was just like,
1: "Oh no." <laughs> yeah okay we got into the questions all Here's a tough one. tough question now for the two of us. From that's uh, not the tough, po- is no, it? No, it is, it is. Right. From friend of the podcast, Vincent C, Vinny C. at VinnyC86. Name five fighters that shouldn't be in the UFC. Do you want to go first?
0: Vaughn Lee.
1: Is he still in the UFC? I
0: don't know. Hopefully, uh Hopefully, because <laughs> that's one yeah. of my
1: picks. I'm going to go with...
0: We'll go one for one.
1: Gabriel Gonzaga. Jim Miller. Oh really? Yeah. I like Jim Miller. Uh, TJ Grant. We'll give one more each though. Um,
0: Angela Hill.
1: Mm. I'm going to go out of the box here. This is this is going to be a controversial one. Ben Askren. shouldn't be in the UFC. I've been watching shit. Okay, we we'll just we we'll just walk past that one. Um, next question. Uh, How dare you? Really? You got you got to go there again. I
0: already schooled you on the thought of Ben asked <laughs> Yeah, we we'll, we
1: we'll just from Michael on Twitter at Michael uh, Rocky. Do you think John Jones's manager? Do, uh, John Jones' manager said we might not see Jones in the Octagon again. again. Do you think that's to scare the UFC, or is he genuinely, genuinely worried that he won't fight again and that he might get prison time?
0: That's fair enough. If John, yeah. like, to be honest, if John Jones never fights in the UFC again, I will respect him a lot more. To be really? honest, yeah, he he needs to get his ultimate priorities in life sorted. Um, his mental health and well-being his physical well-being at the end of the day you're involved in this for a short short period of time and you use it as an avenue to set yourself up for the rest of your life yeah. not for your actions while you're in the midst of it to fuck up the rest of your life and unfortunately at the minute like, Jackson's is a notorious party camp, allegedly And has been throughout the years. So, John Jones needs to just leave and find himself for a while and get himself locked down. And, you know, maybe media and fans have a tiny bit of the blame on John Jones. You know, yeah. it's the embrace your heel, John Jones. Jaw, yeah, John Jones is such an asshole. I'm so glad he's embracing his heel. Maybe he took it literally, and he fucking did it, and he left a pregnant woman in a car with a broken, oh. uh, allegedly with a broken arm. <laughs> what?
1: Literally, literally, is your favorite word. It is this week. But you can't blame you can't blame other people for your own actions either. I mean, okay, I'm sure well, he can't blame that woman. Like <laughs> she I, was in the way, man. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think there's any chance of him not coming back. I think he'll be back for the end of the year. I think he'll fight on New Year's Eve show in the headline. Oh. Where is that? The Helix? The Helix, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cage Warriors come back. Uh, okay, last question from. How
0: come we didn't get a question asking when Cage Warriors, what's the situation with Cage Warriors? Jesus, was? We
1: get one of them every week. And we, if we, we think no, Bama no. are going
0: to take over.
1: Jesus, yeah. Bama. They're last event Fuck, I have something about Bama actually that I heard. One. Um, just while you're looking up that, what about uh fucking Habib got injured just as we were coming yeah. off last? Year. How devastating are you? Uh, I can't. No words. There's actually no words can describe it.
0: I thought they should have
1: given Cerrone the title shot. Mm, I think uh Dos is injured. He'll be out for another while. Oh, well then. So I think uh, giving him Mac Desi, that's not going to be great. For him. I think Cerrone will be the main the layoff, but. I'm glad they didn't give him someone harder than McDissie, I'll put it that way. But, uh, what, like
0: you... Gagar <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, no, sorry, he had a made, I, that joke was meant for the other oh, way around. The
1: other way around, yeah. Fuck's sake. Not number, I know you forget it. Um,
0: I think it's that they're considering coming to Belfast before the end of the year.
1: Oh, yeah. I heard they were considering coming to Ireland there a couple of yeah. months back. Well, after, there was talk, Ireland. the was I mean.
0: talk about a Dublin show, but the last I heard. Backstage rumors at UXC. Um they're considering coming to Belfast. Yeah, that'd be
1: good. I might have to make the trip up.
0: Oh, that's it's Belfast faster. from Limerick. That's a that's a
1: long track. Would you yeah. not fly? No, fuck it. Carry don't to don't. Belfast. Not a not a big uh, not a big fire. Go on, last question so from Akkian and uh on Twitter. Since it's UFC Adelaide this week, what are your opinions on the big Melbourne event in November? Uh, main card predictions. I suppose the main event predictions. What What do you think it's going to be? They've promised to bring a, a big fight to Melbourne. A fight. On, yeah, they were talking about John Jones. Obviously, that probably won't happen now, but John Jones.
0: No, no, the, no. there's that filter kicking in again. Yeah. I was about to say John Jones versus. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the name Sean. Who did Mike Tyson fight? on international waters in the Simpsons? Was it a kangaroo? Jesus, I don't know. Or no, Drederick Tatum, not Mike Tyson. Drederick Tatum, yeah. Drederick Tatum fought a, a kangaroo on international waters. Dredd. The UFC are going to need to do something that level, next level. Um, to be honest... No, go on. Don't rule out Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey.
1: I, Ronda Rousey is the one I think. I think it would be Ronda Rousey. Um, is there anyone Australian in the... In the Bantamweight division, let me look. No, I don't think there is. But uh, Ronda Rossi, Jessica, maybe. I put like I don't know, put someone like Jack and Joel Romero on the comment event you even though they'll probably get injured or put a big fight in the comment I Chris think they're Weidman, gonna
0: Chris Weidman defence in November?
1: Maybe they like Chris Weidman and uh, Ronda together, but keeping uh keeping they're a couple of the middle widths, so um, healthy. Um, healthy to absolutely
0: it's standing tonight with my filter. Yeah, 15 seconds, you'll hear me about to say something, and then I just cut myself off. Okay, I won't <laughs> ask you what you're going to say. I'll ask you afterwards. No, do you know mean, what else I, do you I, know know what I want on you.
1: that card? Do you know what it is I want on that card? Mark Hunt against Rampage Jackson. Make it happen. There you oh, yeah. go. We oh, set up a 3-5 card. No, not Rampage.
0: Why not? Why not
1: Marco? You don't want to <sighs> see Marco get knocked out. No, I like a bit of Marco. Give Marco someone like Andrea Arlovsky next or something. I'm just looking at Crocops Ops ranked number 15 in the UFC everywhere division Jesus Christ that's hilarious go on anyway that's it
0: that's um, another show for this week there was something I was going to say good go news on. actually do it um, this podcast is doing so well our servers are crashing would you believe um, yeah,
1: um, yeah
0: the hosting company are looking for more money so um. pricks I think I think we've moved. I think to be honest, this one will be on a new server, an unlimited server. Uh so as always, a very heartfelt thank you to everyone that listens, and downloads the podcast, subscribes. We may be asking you to resubscribe through a different RSS feed week, in case we're not able to transfer everything over. It'll be a minor thing. It'll be put on the page, on Severe as normal, and you'll still be able to get the podcast from all regular regular available avenues I think this is just so the feed will keep updating on iTunes if we um, if we do decide to move over um, Sean we didn't plug each other's Twitters I've been getting a couple of a uh, couple of followers from it, Andrew McGahan underscore you are Sean Sheehan BA how's your snapchat going? it's going well now, my fucking my internet has kind of been shitty for the last
1: couple of days so I haven't been able to look at them but it's back working
0: normally now uh, the, oh my god Okay, sorry, two <laughs> things before we go. Go on.
1: <laughs> D'Andre McGann, two things uh, before we go. Fuck
0: you. Go, go on. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say... No, oh, you've thrown me off here. Okay, a couple of years ago, I will tag you in one of the posts on my Facebook page. Go
1: on.
0: Allegedly, you can get <laughs> in trouble for taking down election posters. I happen to find these posters... Um, on the ground so I found one on the ground today of the vote no for marriage referendum campaign Great. so I thought I would do the honourable thing and put it in my car and uh, send it back to the no campaigners because you know vandalising is bad so if anyone has an address or contact book for the no campaigners please let me know so I can uh, get their poster back to them ASAP Barna. and also It's also election season in the north of Ireland at the minute. I say season because I always used to take... I always used to find election posters (laughs) when people were running for election. So there's one... uh, Where I train is in Armagh, or down, I don't know, who cares. But there is a poster for Sinn Féin, and it says, Working hard to deliver broadband to South Armagh. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean nothing to you? I was just kind of making no. a joke. It means nothing to you because you also live in the fucking countryside. You're after saying, oh, I didn't have good internet the last few days.
1: Uh, I was like, yeah. No, it wasn't that. It was my fucking boxes. I have like uh, 40 gigabytes internet. My internet's very good. Fiber broadband. I don't even have fiber broadband. Yeah, there you go. I live in the middle of a town as well. Like I don't Oh, do you? Of a- oh, I live yeah, in well, the biggest
0: town. There's probably, uh, there's probably people like near you that have connectivity problems and broadband problems and stuff like that Uh, also we fucked up last week's ending to the podcast
1: we did yeah slightly my
0: fault Uh, well no completely your fault because we swapped (laughs) rules yeah
1: it was fairness see you next week word